welcome to another edition of Two Steps Ahead Podcast. Two Steps Ahead Podcast encouraging you to take your passion, make it happen, let yourself be great. I'm Son Edom, and coming up on the show tonight, we're going to talk about something that I believe is in the forefront of the American mind, maybe the global mind. That is based off of the invasion of the Ukraine from Russia. A lot of people come into the defense of the Ukraine. And so the conversation has been about liberty, freedom, democracy with the Ukraine. So what we're going to talk about tonight on the show is liberty, freedom, Not so much democracy, because that tends to get into the politics. And I want to focus more on the liberty aspect. You know, freedoms. People often throw out terms like liberty, freedom, and they just throw it out there as if it's an all-encompassing thing. And so we're going to explore that. Do people even know what liberty means? What does liberty mean? If I was to ask you a definition of liberty, would you be able to tell me a definition or At least some, I guess you would probably think of something that it means to you. And obviously we have a a dictionary we can go to to find out what liberty means based on a uh, a grammar and English definition. But what's liberty? Is it just a definition? Is it a lifestyle? Is it a concept? Is it a construct? So that's what we're going to do tonight. We're going to take a look at liberty in light of everything that's going on in the world. And as we get started, two things to keep in mind. Okay, Whenever I do a podcast on this type of topic, people automatically tend to think that it's going to go political. There may be some political anecdotes, maybe some examples, maybe people mentioned. But it's all in the course of discussion. Okay, I might have opinions. You might disagree with those opinions, and that's fine. That's what conversation and discourse is all about. But I want you to keep in mind that the conversation that goes on on the show is just that. It's conversation. It's food for thought. I've done, I don't just sit down, unlike a lot of people on social media and Twitter and so forth, that just sit down and spew out whatever comes across their, you know, their brain. I do like to investigate. I do like to research. I do like to get into the information and try to figure out exactly what's going on. I don't rely just on the mainstream media. I like to go beyond those sources. You know, I have advanced degrees, which means I've had to do academic research, so I know how to do academic research. I've taught at the collegiate level, and so I know what collegiate research is all about at the advanced level. So I get into it. The point is to let you know that this isn't just me off the cuff with my opinions without facts or evidence or things like that. Sure, they're my interpretations, but again, I've done research. I've checked into it. I've had two, three, four sources that I've looked into. Okay, I've thought about it. I do a weekly podcast, so I have a full week to develop these ideas and to think about it. It's not just off the cuff. You know, on a whim, I'm going to turn on the microphone and spout out some things. So with that being said, let's get into it. Liberty. What is liberty? Well, if you were to look up the definition of liberty in the dictionary, you'd find one thing. If you look up some scholarly research material, you might find something completely different. But what I want to do is first start off with, like we did before, 
I've got uh, some audio and a video on the video component of the podcast that I want to play. What does freedom mean to me? Let's start there with a man on the street. So we've got some audio slash video of people on the street talking about what freedom and liberty means to them. Freedom to me is, it means liberty, like liberty and means that you can do whatever you want to do. Freedom is the ability to express whatever you want to express. The ability to speak my mind. Be able to speak when you want to speak. You know, dress the way you want to dress, act the way you want to act without being judged. To go anywhere, see anything. You can go here in Philadelphia, you can go travel, do do stuff, really. I'm not getting stuck behind a desk. Freedom is a part of being independent also. And, you know, if you have that sense of independence, then you're free in, in many different ways. Freedom means to be able to do what you wish, when you wish to do it, as long as it's within the limits of law and ethics and morality. Without any limitations or restrictions. Okay, freedom has to stop at some point where you're encroaching on somebody else's. That doesn't harm, disable, or put an end to anyone else. Your freedom is creativity, you know? That, that's what it is to me, to, to, to create, to, to, to do something. You know, I'm not saying one thing one way or another, but if I some, someday meet the woman of my dreams, I'd like to be able to marry her. Freedom to decide who and what you want to be and where. I guess that's what civilization is about, where you should be free to a certain extent until you're taking somebody else's freedom away from you. I'm not being bogged down by the whole, you have to do this, you have to do that, you know? Not having, the, having, having enough time to enjoy being alive. You know, so that's... I think that's real freedom. Okay, so there's a, a lot a lot of suggestions, I guess you can say, that were uh, mentioned. The freedom to do whatever you want to do. Express whatever you want to express. Dress how you want to. Speak your mind. Go anywhere. Do anything. Be independent. Somebody mentioned uh, not be behind a desk is freedom. As you think about those answers, it sounds like there's a limitless supply of liberty and freedom, like we can do anything we want, whenever we want. But then they start to throw in some things like within the limits of laws, ethics, morality. Now you're starting to see some definition, not just this ever-expanding Ability to do whatever we want, go over we want. Now we've got some limitations because it has to be within the limits of the law, ethics, and morality. There are some restrictions now being placed on freedom. No harm to others. They mentioned creativity, who you want to be. Freedom is dot, 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 isn't taking away freedom from someone else. So they start to put these kind of restrictions on what freedom is. And that's why it's a complex thing when you think about it. Because when you do have freedom, you do have the ability to do what you want, when you want, how you want. But within certain limitations, certain boundaries. Okay? So when you take a look at the definition of what 
liberty is. It's the absence of constraints. Basically, that's the uh, dictionary definition. Of course, depending on what dictionary you use, whether it's uh, Webster's or somebody else's, you might have a, a varying degree of what the definition is. And then when you investigate and do a little bit more research, you find out that liberty is a fundamental political concept which is tied to an individual's freedom, dignity, and self-worth. So now we're starting to get deeper into what liberty is. It's a political concept, okay, tied to an individual's freedom, which we heard the man on the street video about what people thought freedom was, you know, basically the absence of constraints. Or I believe it's uh, George Orwell, 1984, the ability to say no. But then it throws in their dignity and self-worth. I find that interesting when I came across that. Because there's a lot of things when it comes to dignity and self-worth that being able to do anything at any time or expressing anything at any time or being whoever you want to be, go anywhere, do anything. When you start to put those kind of so-called restrictions that they were talking about, when you talk about limits of law, ethics, morality, you start to get into dignity and self-worth of people. So that's something to think about. I mean, think about all the things that have happened over the last couple of years, stuff that's going on when people commenting about what's going on in Ukraine with the invasion from Russia, how people are talking about freedom, how people are talking about liberty. Are they including just freedom, be able to do whatever you want, whenever you want, lack of constraint or absence of constraint? Or are they including things like dignity, self-worth? Because when you start to throw some of these other things in there, it starts to get more complex. Remember last time we talked about these definitions, when we go into uh, the definitions, like let's say last time we talked about success. And success was, there was no real definition of what success was when you delve into it. Sure, it's you know having an objective, having a plan, and achieving it was what we decided was kind of the basis for success. But then your success, my success, someone else's success is defined differently. How you define it is going to be different from how I define it. How we achieve it is going to be different. When you come to liberty, you start to see that there's a little bit more to it. Sure, it has things to to do with how you define it, how I define it. Sure, it talks about a political concept. But then you're talking about things that are a person's Ability to exercise a right to freedom, to take an action, to think a certain way, to do something without being prevented from doing so, without being forced to do so. You know, you talk about free people doing free things. You know, you talk about a lot of times it's A lot of times we talk about things like those definitions. We're going places, doing things, whatever we want. But what about the freedom to enter into contracts or to be gainfully employed? Things like that are an aspect of liberty. You know, perhaps the most practical explanation of liberty involves the exercise of fundamental rights. Rights that are fundamental under the Constitution, and we're going to get into that. Right to free speech which most people will recognize as the most fundamental and recognizable of those rights. 
How about the right to vote? That's coming up. Big deal, right? Maybe also um, the right to have free association, hang out with whoever you want to. The right to be free from constraints of travel, go anywhere, do anything you want. So when you get into it, you start to see that not only is it a, a complex thing that allows us to think of it in simple fashion, but it's also responsibility that's built in when it comes to that. So again, when we talk about what is liberty, well, the Constitution secures our liberty. That's the document that secures liberty. But again, what is liberty? Liberty, the lifeblood of America. It defines who we are, the sweet land of liberty. The Constitution of the United States of America exists to secure the blessings of liberty. In our history, we've seen war, peace, protest, revolution, all done in the name of liberty. But what does liberty really mean? A modern dictionary defines liberty as freedom from control or restriction. American culture has fully embraced this definition of liberty. But is this true liberty? Is liberty really absolute freedom from all control or restriction? Is it the right to self-indulgence without any public restraint? Does it mean there is no moral standard and anything goes? Is it total freedom with no responsibility? Is this the liberty our country was founded upon? Or was America intended for something more, something greater? When they asked the question, was America destined to be something more, something greater? I think the answer to that is yes. I mean, after all, I'm all about bringing out our inner greatness, raising the standard, taking our passion, making it happen, let ourselves be great. But I think we've gotten to the point in America where we think that freedom is the right to self-indulge with no restraints, be whatever we want to be. We talk about pronouns and which bathrooms to use. That seems to be more important than some of the other fundamental rights. Exercise of free speech, we all know is being censored these days through social media and other platforms. No moral standard. There doesn't seem to be a moral standard anymore. It's pretty much a do-anything-you-want type of society. I mean, look at all the liberal DAs in San Francisco, Los Angeles, New York. They're not prosecuting crime, the law of the land. They're allowing criminals to get out. And you can talk about bail reform and criminal justice reform and all that in another episode, but when you start looking at things, the people that are there to enforce the law, they're not even doing it. So it's almost like we're having total freedom without responsibility. Self-indulging, no moral standard, doing whatever we want, whenever we want. Speaking our mind, regardless of how it might hurt somebody or how it might degrade somebody's self-worth, no dignity involved in it. And those limits on freedom with laws and ethics and moralities, those restrictions have gone out the window. Nowadays, I mean, look at war that's going on and even how we're responding to 
a war in Ukraine. There's people, there's political people, political officials that have been voted into office by you, the citizen, that is more concerned and care more about the democracy and the liberty of Ukraine than they do the United States. And that's sad. So, yeah, when the question is asked, was America intended for something more, something greater? Absolutely. And we got to get back to that. We got to get back to that greater. We got to get back to that something more. We have it in this country, and we need to get back to it. And there are some ideas and things that, that I want to bring up in the show that is going to talk about that. But when it comes down to it, when we talk about liberty, when we talk about we the people, it starts with some early documents that this country was founded on that I'd really like to, to kind of remind people. Maybe you don't know because they don't teach it in school anymore. But it starts off with the Constitution. You know, the Constitution. First, there was the Declaration of Independence that declared our independence from England. But then in 1787, the Constitution was written, and that's kind of the foundation. We've got a Supreme Court justice that's going to be debated on in the Senate and voted on to replace a retiring Supreme Court justice. And they're going to be talking about the Constitution because the Supreme Court is supposed to interpret the Constitution. But now the Supreme Court does all kinds of things. And sometimes interpreting the Constitution is the last thing they do. But it starts with the Constitution. And the example I want to use to build the foundation or to explain the Constitution goes back to Schoolhouse Rock. Remember that? Saturday morning cartoon that was an animated series that kind of gave us information, educated us on different things. Well, here's the one about the uh, Constitution from Schoolhouse Rock. In 1787, I'm told our founding fathers did agree to write a list of principles for keeping people free. The USA was just starting out a whole brand new country. And so our people spelled it out, the things that we should be. And they put those principles down on paper and called it the Constitution. And it's been helping us run our country ever since then. The first part of the Constitution is called the Preamble and tells what those founding fathers set out to do. We the people, in order to form a more perfect union, establish justice, ensure domestic tranquility. like this. 
We the people, in order to form a more perfect union, establish justice, ensure domestic tranquility. Provide for the common defense, promote the general welfare, and secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity. Do So there's the schoolhouse rock constitution. 1787, the constitution was written, we the people. Now, one of my favorite schoolhouse rock videos was Interjection. I learned a lot of schoolhouse rock was a lot of grammar. Remember, uh, first off on the political side, remember, I'm just a bill sitting here on Capitol Hill. And then on the grammar side, you had conjunction, junction, what's your function? And then you had the interjection, which was my favorite. And so... It was a way growing up, Saturday morning cartoons, these would come on and we'd learn something. But um, basically it comes down to this. And I like to use that because the educator in me likes to bring out the fun part of education. But the preamble to the Constitution, we the people of the United States in order to form a more perfect union, and then it goes on, in order to establish justice, in order to ensure domestic tranquility, or peace, in order to provide for the common defense, in order to promote the general welfare, in order to secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our prosperity or posterity, in order to, in order to, so you can see that's not just one thing. The Constitution is there, it was kind of a, I won't say the first set of laws, guidelines whatever you want to call them. A lot of people call them different things. They think the Constitution is living and breathing and ever-changing. But these sets of laws, let's call them, that were formed in the Constitution, it's we the people of the United States. See, the forefathers had in mind the entire group of people, the people that fought and distanced themselves and broke away from England. And so we, the people of the United States, it wasn't I or us, the founding fathers. It was we, the people. It was about everybody. In order to form a more perfect union, establish this Constitution for the United States of America. How many of you have read the Constitution? A lot of people don't like to read it because they think it's boring. But if you go and you read the Constitution, you will realize that a lot of what is in the Constitution that is being regurgitated on mainstream media or in social media and other places is not factual. It's not in there. A lot of things that they talk about. Just for example, I'm not going to get into the debate, but we've got uh, Roe v. Way. Recently, there was a bill that was uh, defeated that had to do with uh, codifying Roe v. Wade as law of the land. Well, Roe v. Wade and the right to abortion is not in the Constitution, although pro-abortionists, pro-choice people will tell you it's a constitutional right. Well, no, if you go back and you look at it, it's not in the Constitution. That law, Roe v. Wade, the Supreme Court ruled on something else, another facet. It wasn't abortion specifically. And so 
when you take a look at things, you start to see that there's a lot of misrepresentation, a lot of misunderstanding. Because again, your, your liberty, your freedom established in the Constitution was to make sure that we had justice, was to make sure that we had domestic peace, was to make sure that we had a common defense of our country, that we promoted the general welfare of everybody because it's we the people to secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity, do ordain and establish this constitution for the United States of America. So it's about everybody. So when people start picking and choosing freedoms and liberties, when they start picking and choosing what is freedom and what isn't, then you start to get away from the very foundation, the fabric by which this country was founded, we the people. And you start to get to the point where you have politicians thinking about not we the people, but I the people, or I the person, or us the government. Because after all, you know, Ronald Reagan, I think probably one of the last great speakers, presidential speakers that really had America first, when you listen to the patriotic speeches of past presidents, I think Ronald Reagan was one of the last. His speech writers were pretty amazing because he was able to captivate patriotism. He was able to captivate what the founding fathers, and he was able to articulate what the founding fathers wanted and meant. And Ronald Reagan said, we're just one generation away from having these liberties to having the perfect union, justice, tranquility, general welfare, blessings of liberty. We're just one generation away from having it all being extinct. Our founding fathers here in this country brought about the only true revolution that has ever taken place in man's history. Every other revolution simply exchanged one set of rulers for another set of rulers. But only here did that little band of men so advance beyond their time that the world has never seen their like since evolve the idea that you and I have within ourselves the God-given right and the ability to determine our own destiny. But freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. We didn't pass it on to our children in the bloodstream. The only way they can inherit the freedom we have known is if we fight for it, protect it, defend it, and then hand it to them with the well-taught lessons of how they in their lifetime must do the same. And if you and I don't do this, then you and I may well spend our sunset years telling our children and our children's children what it once was like in America when men were free. Look at Ukraine. Ukraine's in a battle for their freedom. Can you imagine if Putin takes over and Russia wins that invasion, what their life is going to be like? It's going to be completely different. The president of the Ukraine that everyone's praising gave a speech. The interpreter broke down. Powerful stuff. What happens if Ukraine loses? Freedoms, liberties, gone. One generation away from being extinct. They're possibly days, maybe weeks, or weeks, maybe days away from being extinct, their freedoms. But like Ronald Reagan said, one generation away from extinction, that's because we have, first of all, been given God-given rights and the ability to determine our own destination, our own destiny. What are we going to do with that? What are we going to do with those abilities? Right now we're wasting them. We have to fight, protect, and defend liberty. We have to teach the next generation about liberty. 
Because then we have to hand it over to them. It's not inherent. It's not in our DNA. And if we fail to do that, which I think we're doing now, we will lose our freedom. And I'm going to use some examples from the last couple of years. I'm not going to debate everything that went on. I'm just going to use the examples because it's the most recent and relevant examples of the violation of all this. But think about it, okay? Think about the Constitution. We, the people, in order to form a more perfect union, establish justice, ensure domestic tranquility, how much tranquility we had, provide for the common defense, promote the general welfare. How much of this has been going on over the last couple of years? And who has been the most violators? Who's been the biggest violators of all this? Okay? So think about it. Let's start with the masks, you know? a frivolous thing that people might say, oh, just wear your mask because you know, we're saving lives. But what about this fight, protect, and defend liberty? Well, isn't liberty, I go back to man on the street, liberty defined by man on the street, go anywhere, do anything, speak your mind, dress how you want, express what you want to express, do whatever you want to do, be independent. Or the... Dictionary version, the absence of constraints, the ability to say no. Isn't that what liberty is all about? But yet, a lot of people were giving up liberties because of that. Instead of a choice for the general welfare, instead of a choice, people demanded it. And they got mad at you. There was no dignity. There was no self-worth in the conversation going back and forth. And usually that lack of dignity, lack of self self-worth, that lack of respect usually came from one side. Remember, it became a, a pandemic of the unvaccinated. Really? Don't think so. So we're just one generation away from our liberties being extinct, from those freedoms that we were able to enjoy going away. Now think about the Declaration of Independence, okay? The very thing that started our country, breaking away from England. How about this? We hold these truths to be self-evident, okay? Truths that are self-evident. If you don't understand what that means, it is obvious that these truths exist. All men are created equal. They are endowed by their creator with certain inalienable rights, life, liberty, pursuit of happiness, that to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed, that whenever any form of government becomes destructive of these ends, it's the right of the people to alter or abolish it and institute a new government. Laying its foundation on such principles and organizing its powers in such form as to them shall seem most likely to affect their safety and happiness. Right there in the Declaration of Independence, when governments that are instituted among men when these governments that have been instituted getting their power, their just powers from the consent of the governed. How much is going on in this country that the governed aren't consenting? Masks, critical race theory, these school boards that are anti-parents, they don't want their parents involved. What about when it comes to abortion? The fact that a lot of governments want to keep parents, have 15-year-olds, 14-year-olds be able to have an abortion without their parents knowing. And yet they forget about the fact that that 14-year-old was a victim of statutory rape. Nobody cares about that. But where's the dignity? Where's the self-worth? Where's the consent of the governed? 
See, we're losing it. We're losing the liberties that we once had, and we'll lose them slowly but surely. Every great empire, if you go back and look over history, every great empire really imploded from within. They weren't really conquered. Yeah, maybe at some point an enemy came in and conquered them, but they were already gone by then. Most great empires implode. And I think right now America is imploding. Slowly but surely, we are imploding. We're allowing other things. We're allowing things that aren't guaranteeing our liberty, our pursuit of life, liberty, and happiness. So you have the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution basically telling us what liberty is, what freedoms are. And yet we're giving those up voluntarily. And then when we ask for it, when we ask for things, when the governed asks for things from our government, government doesn't listen. Government doesn't care. It's gotten to the point where the politicians, could you imagine today if the uh, people today wrote the Constitution instead of we, the people of the United States? You know it would be we, the people of Congress, we, the people of the Democratic Party, in order to form a more perfect union, demand that you do what we tell you to do. You know that's what they would say. Maybe not in those specific terms, but that's absolutely what it is. Politicians today demand that we follow And what happens when we don't follow? We're silenced. What about the right to expression, right for free speech, fact checkers and social media, censoring people, kicking the former president off of a social media platform? Some of you cheer that and applaud that, but when you get down to it, liberty being shredded, freedoms being taken away. And you guys are okay with that. But then when it happens to the other side, you're up in arms, out protesting, can't have it. So you like to live in a one-way street in America. But again, when you look back, we the people, for everybody, the common good, the general welfare for everybody. And people start to look at those that cry for freedom and liberty and don't want to give it up as bad people. Because we don't want to wear masks. Or what about the uh, freedom of religion? How many stories did we hear about somebody, maybe a congregation, maybe a Jewish congregation, a synagogue being shut down in New York or a funeral being disrupted by police? The right to gather, the freedom to gather, the right for freedom of religion being violated. And some of you applauded that. What about a church in Los Angeles, John MacArthur's church, the city of Los Angeles, ended up losing a lawsuit and having to pay them hundreds of thousands of dollars for violating their freedom of religion, violating their rights, trying to shut them down. People were okay with that. But then when it comes to protesting in the streets, we threw out all that and said, oh, that's okay. That's something that's worthy of violating all these mandates and so forth, lockdowns. What about being locked down in your house? being arrested on the ocean, paddleboarding in Malibu. What's that about? Someone being arrested? Are you talking about a violation and loss of liberty right there? That's where we're headed. That's what some of you want. And then you sit there and you criticize the rest of us that want to have our freedoms and want to be free because we are just one generation away from extinction. And we've got to fight for our freedoms and our liberties. We don't want to give them up because what happens when we give them up? 
And what about those people that are supporting Ukraine and the freedoms there? It's a good thing, right? But those very people are then trying to deny us from ours. I mean, think about this. Okay, here's cut three from a guy that's pretty uh, volatile. They tried to cancel him. But it's about giving politicians power. I give you Joe Rogan. As soon as you give politicians power, any kind of power that didn't exist previously, if they can figure out a way to force you into carrying something that lets you enter businesses or lets you do this or lets businesses open, historically, they are not going to give that power up. They find new reasons to use I'll be back. We have to protect those freedoms at all costs, whether you agree with people's choices or not, because it is the foundation that this country was founded on. Freedom. This idea of freedom, there's so many people that think it's frivolous, it's not important, it's not the main thing that we should be focused on, but it is the literal structure that allows this country to be so fucking amazing. Every single country that's ever existed other than the United States, up until 1776, every fucking country that has ever existed was run by dictators, all of them. This is the first experiment in self-government that actually worked, and it created the greatest superpower the world's ever known. It created the greatest cultural machine, the greatest machine of art and creativity and innovation right fucking here. And how did it do that? It did it through freedom. And as soon as you see something, anything that comes along and inhibits your freedom, you should be very cautious of that thing. You should be very suspicious. Because anything that comes along that can inhibit your freedom is, by definition, anti-American. Anti-American. So Joe Rogan says that up until 1776, every country was headed up by a dictator. Let's go back in time few minutes ago, Ronald Reagan, up until 1776, every country, a dictator. It was only America that a true revolution took place in man's history. Every other revolution exchanged one set of ruler or rulers for another. See, there's a common thread that's going on. We have the ability to self-govern, but those that we vote for then turn around on us. And they start demanding of us. Think about the State of the Union speech. Capitol Hill now, there's a big fence around it. Guards. That's the people's house. But yet those politicians, they're above us. They're the ruling class. They're going to suppress our liberties and our freedoms so that they can sit up there. How many times have we seen dictators in the states, governments, governors, Demand that we wear masks, but yet they're found maskless. The Super Bowl, NFC Championship game, California was full of it. Mayors and governors and people. And then there was, oh, the mayor of L.A., I was holding my breath. Idiotic thing to say. Those are the people running the country, and those are the ones that are causing us our liberties and our freedoms. We have to stand up against anything that inhibits freedom because the Inhibition of freedom is anti-American. We're starting to see that. We're starting to see that again. Like I mentioned, free speech being censored on social media, religious persecutions during COVID. Forced to wear a mask going into a grocery store. How about countries like Australia, New Zealand? I mean, if we didn't have the Constitution and the framework of our government was different, the way that 
current politicians want it, we would end up like Australia and New Zealand with even more strict laws and rules, locking us down, getting arrested, things like that. Think back to the Gettysburg Address. You don't know what the Gettysburg Address was? It was Abraham Lincoln during the Civil War. The Battle of Gettysburg ended, and he gave a speech. Speech started out like this. Four score and seven years ago, our fathers brought forth on this continent a new nation, conceived in liberty, dedicated to the proposition that all men are created equal. We're now engaged in a great civil war testing whether that nation or any nation so conceived and so dedicated can long endure. So think about it. Look at the Declaration of Independence, the Constitution, the Gettysburg Address, things that Ronald Reagan, Joe Rogan are saying. It's all about conceived in liberty. All men are created equal. Nowadays, who's the one that are dividing us? Who are the people that are dividing us? Not the founding documents, because all the founding documents and all the speeches from our founding fathers talking about liberty, talking about all men are created equal. Sure, we're a country where we have to still continue to work on that to make sure that equality is there. And then it goes on. It is for us, the living, rather to be dedicated here to the unfinished work, talking about the soldiers that have fought and died at the Battle of Gettysburg. We're trying to advance. That we are highly resolved that these dead shall not have died in vain that this nation under God shall have a new birth of freedom and that government of the people, by the people, for the people, shall not perish from this earth. That's the Gettysburg Address. During the Civil War, government of the people, by the people, for the people, shall not perish from this earth. Today it's like government by the politicians for their welfare because we do what they say. That's not freedom. The only part that the governed right now in this country have is voting for these people. They come to you every two years, four years, six years, whatever it is. They vote for me. I'm going to do all this for you. And then they shun you once they get back to Washington or once they get back to the state capitol. Why do you allow them to do that? Why are you going to vote for somebody just because they have a D or an R behind their name? Why don't you check it out a little bit more? See what they stand for. Are they standing for liberty? Are they standing for we the people? Are they standing for our general welfare, for our rights, our freedoms? Or are they doing something else? Do they have an agenda? Do they want to be the ones that dictate and tell us? Now, an example of how people misinterpret the Second Amendment or the Constitution, I'm going to use the Second Amendment, which talks about a well-regulated militia being necessary to secure a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. And a lot of people like to twist that, and they put limitations on it. So many rounds of ammunition in a magazine. Only certain types of guns can be sold and bought. You have to go through a background check, things like that. That's all infringement. Now, again, gun control and gun rights, that's another conversation for another time. But when you look at it, That's infringing upon it. A lot of people like to infringe upon our liberties by saying it's for the good of whatever. Two weeks to flatten the curve. We're going to lock down and your liberties are going to be suspended. Even now, certain states, 
I think California still has the governor still has the emergency powers, or maybe he recently dropped them, although I don't think so. People didn't want to give up that power. They wanted to use it to fundamentally change this country, which has to do with doing away with those liberties. What were you able to do? How many of you got a vaccine just so that you can go and do something that you used to do because you want to get back to normal? Now that COVID's basically gone away, apparently before the uh, State of the Union address, all mask mandates were dropped pretty much uh, on Capitol Hill and in states across the uh, nation that still had them. But yet students in school still have to wear them. Was that was there infringement on their rights? So is government the solution? And let there be no misunderstanding. We are going to begin to act beginning today. In this present crisis, government is not the solution to our problem. Government is the problem. We as Americans have the capacity now as we've had in the past to do whatever needs to be done to preserve this last and greatest bastion of freedom. America must win this war. From time to time, we've been tempted to believe that society has become too complex to be managed by self-rule, that government by an elite group is superior. We are a nation that has a government, not the other way around. Our government has no power except that granted it by the people. It is time to check and reverse the growth of government, which shows signs of having grown beyond the consent of the governed, and to demand recognition of the distinction between the powers granted to the federal government and those reserved to the people. The crisis we are facing today does not require of us the kind of sacrifice so many thousands of others were called upon to make. It does require, however, our best effort and our willingness to believe in ourselves and to believe in our capacity to perform great deeds. The solutions we seek must be equitable with no one group singled out to pay a higher price. That we are a united people to believe that together, with God's help, we can and will resolve the problems which now confront us. And after all, why shouldn't we believe that? We are Americans. My goodness, that speech could be said today. I believe that was 1981, if I'm not mistaken. But government is the problem. Is not government the problem today? I know a lot of people like to put their faith in government and think government is their salvation. Society has become too complex to be managed by self-rule. That is totally the mindset of politicians today. The mindset of politicians is that government by an elite group is superior to the people that vote them in office. So apparently we have the smarts to vote you in office, but now we're no longer smart enough to govern ourselves. We need you to dictate and tell us, and if we don't comply, they're going to come after us. There's a lot of hypocrisy going on. What about the liberties of people on January 6th versus the liberties of people that burn down buildings? during the riots of 2020. We have a two-tier justice system. The liberties and the freedoms of this country are eroding. Nation has a government. We, the people, 
have a government. Government doesn't have a nation. We the people. And see, that's what the problem is when you have politicians in office for 40 years. They don't care about you. It's all about them. That's all that matters. Power, money, greed. Do what we tell you to do or else. And you can see it. Ronald Reagan's speech. I mean, it's unbelievable. The government has grown beyond the consent of the governed. What about Virginia? The school boards. Let's start with that. San Francisco. Oh, my goodness. The liberal bastion of San Francisco kicked out three school board members because they weren't listening to the people. Virginia, they voted and got rid of a bunch of people that weren't listening to the people. People, you have the power. I mean, look at this convoy up in Canada. And now this convoy across America. It takes the, the, the will of the people. If you did not want to wear a mask in school, if every single parent that is opposed to a mask in school, if you kept your kid out of school, how quickly would that change? I used this story one time in high school. There was about four or five kids. It was the goth era. And they would sit under a stairwell at lunch or whatever, and they would wear all black. This was a private school, so the administration thought wearing all black was a bad thing, so they put out a mandate. They said no more wearing all black. If anyone wears all black, you get detention. So what happened? We all wore black to school the next day, and guess what? That went away, and you know what? wasn't a problem. Four or five people wearing black under the stairwell, no big deal. But we, the people, spoke. And that's what's amazing. I mean, that speech. Look at the highlights. Society has become too complex to be managed by self-rule. That's what these politicians think. Government by an elite group is superior. Politicians think they're superior to us. Nancy Pelosi, are you kidding me? Nation has a government. It's not government has a nation. Our nation has a government. And if you go back to the Declaration of Independence or the Constitution, we the people, in order to form a more perfect union, establish justice, tranquility for the common defense, promote general welfare, secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity, do ordain and establish. We the people establish this Constitution of the United States. We the people. And now it's become, we the governed dictate to you, regardless of the Constitution, thus taking away your liberties and your freedoms. So when you sit there and you argue with somebody, keep in mind that this battle or this topic might not be important to you. Yeah, just wear a mask, save lives. But something's going to come up and it's going to affect you and you're going to be like, wait, what happened? Because if you're not supporting freedom, you're going to lose your freedom. I like to think um, of the movie Braveheart when it comes to this. I don't know if you've seen it. At the end, it's dubbed the freedom speech. And again, this is a Braveheart. And I see a whole army of my countrymen here in defiance of tyranny. You've come to fight as free men. And free men you are. 
What will you do without freedom? Will you fight? Right? Against that? No! We will run! And we will live! Aye. Fight and you may die. Run and you'll live. At least a while. I'm dying in your beds many years from now. Would you be willing to trade all the days from this day to that for one chance, just one chance, to come back here and tell our enemies that they may take our lives, but they'll never take our freedom! What will you do with that freedom? Are you willing to trade your freedom? A lot of people are. And if so, what for? What are you trading your freedoms for? Wear a mask and a vaccine, but why? Because four or five years down the road, it's not going to matter. It doesn't matter already. I checked out the LA Times, their front page or their uh, online. I don't know if it's all their front page, but the news. The other day I checked out, not one story had COVID. Not one. It's been plastered with pandemic, COVID, vaccines, masks, all that stuff, story after story for the last two years. It's all about Ukraine. The news cycle has changed. Now nobody cares. Mass mandates gone for the State of the Union address. What's happened the last two years? Why? did go? Where's Fauci? He's gone. So it's a perfect example because you have to have the balance of liberty and freedom with the general welfare. So sure, there were some arguments in there. But when you censor somebody because they have an opinion about something that's different from yours, when you're an activist about it, when the government comes in and oppresses you and takes away those freedoms and demands of you something, for what? A political agenda. We are in the voting season. It's going to kick off. Well, it already has, but it's going to uh, hit full swing here pretty soon, and all of a sudden, COVID's gone. Hmm. Interesting. Two weeks to flatten the curve gave us two years. Now it's uh, election season, and it's gone. Have your freedoms back. Forget about what we did to you for two years. It's interesting how that happens. So what will you do with your freedom? Are you willing to trade your freedom, or are you going to fight for it? Are you going to go after it and make sure that you preserve it for the next generation? Teach the next generation what it is and then pass it on. Are you going to fight to protect and defend liberty so that we don't lose it? We don't lose our freedoms because if we do fail to fight and protect and defend our liberty, then we fail to, and we fail to pass it on, then we are going to lose our freedoms. I mean, think about it. And it requires you to think. That's the thing. You go on social media and you just respond to anything. You pick up anything on social media and you believe that that's the truth. No. You got to do the research yourself. You got to find out for yourself. America's always been a melting pot, but we're at the point now where we have politicians in office that don't even care about this country. They want to fundamentally change it. There's people in our governments that want Sharia law. That's a religious law. That's nothing to do with the Constitution. Nothing to do with the Declaration of Independence. Nothing to do 
with what our founding fathers wanted. We don't even teach it in school anymore. Critical race theory. No grades. We're not going to do the SAT or the ACT because everything's racist. Why don't we teach? Why don't we demand more? Why don't we bring out America's greatness instead of just allowing us to tumble into mediocrity and the abyss? We're more concerned about pronouns and bathrooms than we are anything else. We want to secure other people's borders. The government wants to help others with their democracy, but not ours. They want to take ours away. We've seen it the last two years. We saw freedom of speech be eroded with censorship on social media and other platforms and by possibly you disagreeing with somebody, shut them down. We saw freedom of religion, freedom to gather. We saw those liberties and those rights trampled on. And they were wrong. We saw hypocrisy in government. We saw the government rules for thee, but not for me, as they say. I mean, it's amazing. All you have to do is look at the last two years to look at the erosion of liberty. And the government that has become too great, that they think that they're the ones, they're the superior group that need to tell us how to live our lives. What if I was to come into your home and tell you how to live your life? Would you like that? Probably not. Why do you let the government do it? And again, it's within the confines of we the people of the United States in order to form a more perfect union, establish justice, secure domestic tranquility, provide for the common defense, promote the general welfare, secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity, do ordain and establish this constitution. So in order to have all this freedom and all this liberty, yeah, there are laws, the constitution. So when you go back to the man on the street video in the beginning, when it talks about what does freedom and liberty mean to you, do whatever you want, express what you want to express, dress how you want to dress, speak your mind, go anywhere, do anything, be independent. But then it starts to get into within the limits of law, ethics, and morality, no harm to others. Freedom isn't taking away freedom from someone else. Those were the definitions. That's where the Constitution comes in. That's why it's so important because it establishes the rules, the laws that require us to have the freedoms and liberties. It's, it's a joint thing. And when we get away from that, when people start changing it, when you start changing the Constitution, when you start making things up, when you start interpreting it the way you want to, when judges become activists, or better yet, when judges become God, you start to see a fundamental change. And people don't care. Because I think we've gotten to the point in this country where people are all about themselves and they're not going to realize. All of a sudden, gas prices. And people are still defending the current administration, saying that it's not his fault. How much is the previous administration getting blamed for? He's not even in office. So again, when we talk about liberty and we talk about freedoms, that's what we're talking about. We're talking about basically the fundamental establishment of this country. When our forefathers set forth on this continent and they wanted to put together a new nation, they did so 
with the thought in mind that we have certain inalienable rights, life, liberty, the pursuit of happiness, and to secure these rights, governments instituted among men deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed. And when that form of government becomes destructive, it's the right of the people to alter or abolish it. You think about the Constitution, like I've commented over and over again. We, the people of the United States, in order to have our liberties and freedoms, we establish the Constitution. So we do have these rights. We do have the ability. We have a separation of powers between the federal government and the people. These are certain unalienable rights. And that's been the whole thing. All men are created equal. Everybody has these rights. And that's what we need to keep in mind. So the next time you sit there and you're arguing with somebody, or the next time someone comes up and says that he's doing something because of liberty, doesn't want his freedoms taken away, don't dismiss that. You know? George Takai, I saw in a tweet, complaining about like this Ukraine war breaks out, and he makes the, the tweet that he doesn't want to see or hear anybody that's maskless in Costco running around saying that their freedoms are being taken away because they're forced to wear a mask. Well, that very tweet is a demonstration that he doesn't understand freedom and liberty very well. Because it is. What if the government came out and said that we're taking away your gay rights? Are you going to just be like, hey, go to Ukraine and then you'll understand freedom? No, he'd fight for that. He'd protest against it. So sometimes freedom is being in support of freedom or free speech. How many times do you see competing news entities teaming up to fight the suppression of free speech? How many times do you see opposing, I guess you can say, religious entities or religious entities that have different ideology or different theological beliefs and, and customs and traditions come together to fight in the courts for freedom of religion. Because those rights are important to everybody, regardless of how you might think or regardless of agreement. And those freedoms are secured in the laws of the land. But only by the ones that are given by the consent of the people. So it's something to think about as we move forward. New elections coming up later this year. Different things are changing. The world is changing with the war. What will happen when the war ends? Either Russia's defeated or the Ukraine's taken over. What's going to happen? What happens when we start getting into the fights of the elections and all kinds of nonsense is being spewed? And censorship is at the all-time height because certain people that are fact-checkers or whatever want certain people to win. What's going to happen then? More liberties, more rights are going to be eroded. As we wrap up, I do want to uh, play one more clip from Ronald Reagan. I think it's one of the best clips out there that he said. We got to remember. We got to remember where our rights or how our rights have lasted so long. Sure, we've got the Constitution. Sure, we've got our form of government, which is a republic, not a democracy. Sure, we've got all this stuff in place, okay? But there is one group 
that we always need to remember that have given us the ability to have freedoms and to have our liberties like we do today. If we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Freedom and the dignity of the individual have been more available and assured here than in any other place on earth. The price for this freedom at times has been high, but we have never been unwilling to pay that price. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery with its row upon row of simple white markers bearing crosses or stars of David. They add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. Each one of those markers is a monument to the kind of hero I spoke of earlier. Their lives ended in places called Bellow Wood, the Argonne, Omaha Beach, Salerno, and halfway around the world on Guadalcanal, Tarawa, Porkchop Hill, the Chosin Reservoir, and in a hundred rice paddies and jungles of a place called Vietnam. Heroes. Look to the heroes, our soldiers, who died to defend our liberties and our freedoms. Are we going to make those deaths in vain? Going back to the Gettysburg Address? Are we going to allow these dead, or shall we not let them die in vain? That this nation under God shall have a new birth. I think it's time for a new birth for our nation. A new birth of freedom. And that the government goes back to being a government of the people, by the people, for the people, so that it does not perish on this earth. And now's the time to have that new birth because everybody's focused on the war in the Ukraine. They're, they're pro-democracy protests all around the globe pushing back on Putin invading the Ukraine. People in Russia don't even want him there. So now's the time for us as a nation to come together. And if not as a whole, it goes back to our grassroots, ourselves, our neighborhoods, our communities. Grow it from the grassroots level. You want to sit there and be able to fight protect and defend liberty so that we can hand it over to the next generation so we don't lose our freedoms so we can go back to those certain unalienable rights that were endowed to us by our creator life liberty and the pursuit of happiness that it is government run by the consent of the governed and not the other way around It's the nation has a government, not the government has a nation, so that we can have those freedoms and those rights to do the things that we want to do, to go where we want to go, to say what we want to say, to be able to express ourselves the way we want to express ourselves, to travel the way we want to travel. I mean, think about it. There's a lot of things that go on on a daily basis that we take for granted, We don't even think about it. We don't think about liberty. We don't think about freedom, except in the big picture. But what about the little picture? 
We talked about little successes. Building upon little successes equal greater successes. It's the same thing with liberty. The little liberties that we enjoy, we stack those upon each other, and we start to get a bigger set of liberty. We can't let that die. We can't let that die because somebody someplace else, whether it be a news channel wanting better ratings or someone wanting to be reelected then to forsake us, telling us things. We need to do it because we, the people, created equal, endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. We need to take that back. We need to have a new birth of freedom in this country so that we don't lose it because we are on the verge of losing it if we don't take action. Two Steps Ed Podcast, encouraging you to take your passion, make it happen, let yourself be great. I'm Son Edom. You can find us on Instagram. The show page is Two Steps Ahead Podcast, T-W-O, Two Steps Ahead Podcast. My personal page is Edom Rocks, E-I-D-E-M-R-O-C-K-S. There's a link tree link in each bio on those pages that leads you to other things such as RadioWarp.com. RadioWarp.com is a place where you can listen to shows. You can watch the video the video podcast of the shows, you can listen to the audio podcast. You can download it and take it with you through our SoundCloud. It also takes you to our swag shop. If you want to buy a Two Steps Ahead pod, uh, podcast merchandise, you can also go to our SoundCloud, our YouTube channel. You can subscribe so you never miss an episode. I think our Spotify channel's there. You can listen to the show anywhere you listen to podcasts, or you can just Google search TWO, Two Steps Ahead Podcast, and we pop up. Also, Apple Podcasts, Pandora, etc. And then also, um, you can join us live on RadioWarp.com every Tuesday night at uh, 8 p.m. Pacific, 11 p.m. Eastern. And then the replay of the show is at 10 p.m. Pacific, 1 a.m. Eastern for Unite Owls. And then it plays various times throughout the week as well. And so the uh, schedule of shows is on RadioWarp.com. And then there's a Listen Live button on the media player. We just click Listen Live. The media player pops up. And you can listen to the show. You can listen to uh, great music. We've got some pop music on there, some 80s music, and some other things going on there as well. So, again, thanks for listening. Do tell a friend. And until next time, God bless.